Good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. You know, those old hymns still carry the power and the name of Jesus. When we sing them, you can still feel and sense the power of God calling us to him. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I'm not against the new songs. I have nothing against it. But those old hymns just kind of pull you to him. He says, it says a whole lot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you would just give me about 20 minutes this morning... I want to talk to you with about using 15 verses from Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. You'll find this story in all of the Gospels. However, this morning I'm going to use Luke's account. Luke is one of, was one of Jesus' disciples. He is, was a physician, and so much of his book is about healing the healing that Jesus did. Among the four Gospels, it's recorded 41 miracles. Luke records 23 of them in his book. In the book of Luke, you'll read about medical healings. Yet in this chapter, Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50, Luke tells the story of an emotional healing. A person in need of emotional healing many times is, is hard to identify. Many times that person don't have physical scars that we can see. A person can have a happy and healthy facade, yet that outside appearance is just covering up the pain that they're really dealing with. And I'm sure many of us can relate to this story because God has probably done some inner healing in all of us. I want to use for a subject this morning, the righteous man and the tears of a sinner, using Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. I'm going to read it. It says, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who was touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had money to pay him back. So he forgave their debts. 
Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I came to your house and you did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who is forgiven, who, who even forgives sins? And Jesus says to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, I just want to tell you thank you. Thank you, God, that your word is going to go forth today. And it's going to be seized in the ground to talk, to move, and to minister to people that are broken, that are hurting. People that just need you. We all do. Thank you, God, that you're going to cause us to have a deeper and closer walk with you. We're going to reevaluate some things. We're going to look at our lives and say, Lord, is that me? I love you today, Lord. I pray for your word to be ministered in power with the anointing of your spirit. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. This story could be any of us. This story has three main characters. We have Jesus. We have Simon the Pharisee and the sinful woman. Simon, the Pharisee, is looked upon in the community as a man of honor. He is a religious man who knew how to interpret the law. The Pharisees were a religious group of people that adhered to the law of Moses by their own interpretation. Simon lived by a strict code of rules. For instance, people were not allowed to touch him because he didn't want to be touched by sinners. He wore a robe, and when he walked down the street, he grabbed the robe up and, walked and wrapped it around him so when he passed people on the street that they wouldn't touch him. He didn't want a woman or a Gentile touching him. And the sad part about it, if somebody touched Simon he would go and wash, wash his robe and wash him, himself, because he didn't want to be touched by sinners. See, the unfortunate part about this is that this Pharisee believed that keeping the laws was his way of salvation. The other character in this story is Jesus. Jesus has been going from village to village, preaching in the synagogues. Some of them, some people have identified him as a prophet. However, Simon 
only considers him as a teacher. But what we do know, that in this story at that time, Jesus was the evangelist in town. We don't know for whether or not Simon was on staff at the synagogue, but he could have been because he felt obligated to make Jesus feel welcome. He invites Jesus to his house for dinner. Now, the Pharisees never allow people in their house, and you probably know why. Because people are what? Sinners. He opens his house up to the public to have this reception for Jesus. So the people can come because he's doing this reception. Keep in mind, they're not going to eat in his house. They usually have this event out on a patio, a large porch, or in a courtyard. And all the neighbors around in the town can come and listen to the dinner conversation. They're all invited. Now, when they talk about having a meal around the table, don't have in your mind the way we would sit around the table upright. That's not what they mean. See, when they have a meal around the table, the table is very low to the ground, and the people lay on couches. And when people are eating, they lay on their side. They have their head propped up, and they have their feet tucked behind them, and they have one hand so that they can just grab the food and put it in their mouth. Unlike how we would sit at the table. So Jesus accepts this invitation to have a meal at Simon's house. And while he's reclining at the table, we meet the third character, the sinful woman. It's believed that she was either a prostitute or an adulteress. However, she has been identified by the community as a sinful woman. The scripture says that while Jesus was reclining at the table, she stood behind him at his feet weeping. She began to weep. She began to wet his feet with her tears. And then she wipes them with her hair. And she kisses them and pours perfume on them. And no doubt that perfume that she poured on Jesus' feet was her prized possession. Now Simon is observing this. He sees this woman doing this. Hmm. He looks at her and he looks at Jesus. And now he has disqualified Jesus from being a prophet. In verse 39, he says, it says, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who's touching him and what kind of woman she is, for she's a sinner. Simon thinks Jesus is not a prophet because he says if he was a prophet, he would be aware of the shameful spiritual condition of this woman. He says if he was a prophet, he would be aware of how unclean she is and wouldn't even allow her to touch him. 
You know, sometimes we think that God's not aware of things, that God's not aware of things in our lives and the things that we're going through. And we think we can hide things from God. But one, one songwriter writes this song, he says that Jesus knows our every weaknesses. He says that Jesus knows our every sins. He says Jesus bears all of our griefs. And that's why we have to take it to him, to the Lord in prayer. And that's what this sinful woman has done. She has brought her burdens, she has brought her brokenness to the feet of Jesus. The scripture goes on to say that Simon thought this. He was not having a conversation with anyone in the room, but he thought it. You know how you can, somebody can walk in a room and you have a thought, mm, Lord have mercy, what she's wearing. You can have a thought. You didn't say it, you didn't verbalize it, but you thought it. And sometimes on your mind, you want somebody saying something to you. In your mind, you just giving them a piece of your mind. You, you, didn't, you didn't verbalize it, but you thought it. And many times we have thoughts and what we think that they are not heard. See, we don't always verbalize it, but they're being heard. Simon had thoughts about Jesus. He's not a prophet. If he was, he would let that woman touch him. He didn't verbalize it, but he thought it. And Jesus heard him. We got to be careful. Come on. We got to be careful sometimes what we think. Amen. We got to be careful what we think. We don't always say it, but we got to be careful what we think. The scripture goes on to say that Jesus addresses Simon's thought with this parable. He says, Simon, let me tell you something. So he uses this short parable to talk to Simon. And he says, two people borrowed money from a money lender. One borrowed $500 and the other one borrowed 50. Neither of them had the money to pay it back. So their debts were forgiven. Now, which of them would love him more? Simon replied, I suppose someone who had the bigger debt forgiven. And Jesus says, you're right. You have answered correctly. I want you to know something. The word debt can be implied here for debt of a bill, but it's also a sin debt. It's, what it, it, it's two debts, there's two meanings here, the debt and a sin debt. In the scriptures, if you look in chapter Luke and Matthew, when they talk about the Lord's Prayer, one says, forgive us of our debt, and the one says, forgive us of our sins. Mm. You see, this lesson is not just about a sinful woman, but it's also about Simon the Pharisee. He's using, Jesus is using this parable to talk about two sinners. Simon is religious. He's upright man. He's an upright man standing in the community. Everybody knows Simon. Simon doesn't have any stains or smudges on his robe because he keeps it clean. 
but there is a stain in his heart. Jesus looks at this woman. He looks at the woman. While he's looking at the woman, he talks to Simon. And he says to Simon, he says, Simon, do you see her? Do you see her? I came to your house. You didn't give me any water to wash my feet. You didn't greet me with a kiss. You didn't put any oil on me to refresh me. But this woman, she comes as an uninvited guest. She's crying only to wash my feet with her tears. She lets her hair down in public just to dry my feet. See, back then a woman couldn't allow, wasn't allowed to let her hair down. Can you look past the improper behaviors? Can you look past the labors that have defined her? Do you see her, Simon? Do you see her? See, Jesus is not like Simon. He's not looking on the outside. He's looking at her heart. What do we have to do for Jesus to see us? You see, it wasn't because this woman washed, her feet, washed his feet. He would have seen her if she hadn't. And, you know, people cry. It wasn't her tears. Because, you know, a lot of people can cry at the drop of a hat. They got it down pack. And the tears can mean nothing. See, all of those behaviors that she was expressing on Jesus was her response that she had heard the gospel and she was responding to it. Her spirit, she had a spirit of repentance and a spirit of gratefulness. She had been set free of the emotional debt that had her bound. This woman heard the gospel and responded to it by faith. It was her faith that saved her. This woman is showing gratitude of a debt she had been forgiven of. She has met Jesus. By knowing who Jesus is, she has forgotten who she was. Amen? In her life of sinfulness and chaos, she's finally found the peace of God. And Jesus says to her out loud, he says, your sins, your sins are forgiven. That's powerful. That's powerful. And the people are standing there asking, uh, who, who is this that even has, that can even forgive sin? Who is this that can forgive sins? I want to tell you this morning, it's Jesus. It's Jesus that can forgive sin. It's Jesus. Some of us have been trapped in our past emotional hurts and emotional memories that have kept us up late at night. And you're saying, who can forgive me? It's Jesus. If you've been an abuser, who can forgive your sins? It's Jesus. If you've been one who's just saying, I haven't lived my life right. I haven't done the things that have been right. I've lied. I've cheated. Who can forgive sin? It's Jesus. 
I don't know where you are this morning, but I want to tell you, if you are thinking that you can't be forgiven this morning, I want you to know that Jesus, Jesus can forgive sin. You see, Jesus was invited to Simon's house, but Simon never gets to know him. He never experiences forgiveness because he's trapped by his religious ways. He listens to Jesus' teaching, but he's never transformed. For Simon, Jesus was another guest in his house having dinner. But for the woman, Jesus became Lord of her life. I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you just that religious person that have a casual relationship with Jesus? Do you know him just on Sunday and that's the time that you spend reading the Bible? Is Jesus cast aside during the week like an old shoe until you need him again? Is he only in your house just for the blessing of the food? I want to tell you something this morning. I hate to bust your bubble, but I can't leave without telling you the truth. If you think like Simon and you think that religion is going to fare you in the day of judgment, I want to tell you, you're living a lie. I don't want to bust your bubble, but I can't let you leave without I can't let you leave without telling you the truth. Jesus is the way of salvation. Religious behaviors will not save you on the day of judgment. You can be nice, you can be kind, but if you haven't met Jesus, it will not save you on the day of judgment. I want to tell you this morning that I was that sinful woman. I heard the gospel of faith, and I believed it. And the Lord changed my life. He forgave me of my sins and set me free, and set me free. I don't know if that's your testimony this morning, but I want to tell you something. It can be. It can be your testimony. Jesus can save you this morning. If you have never committed your life to Jesus, you've just been coming to church, coming to church, coming to church, and you've never committed your life to Jesus, I want you to know this morning that Jesus can change that. You can be saved this morning. It's all by faith. You ain't got to shed tears. You ain't got to wash about his feet. But you can, come to, you can come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity today. You can stay where you are. You can stand, please. And just stay where you are. If you have never invited Jesus in your heart, I want you to ask Jesus to come into your heart. Lord, save me today. Lord, touch me today. Lord, change me today. My life has been in the pit. I've just been just going, just going like a treadmill. But I'm asking you, God, to begin making a difference in my life. To change me, to touch me, to forgive me of my unrighteous ways. Heal me, Lord. 
Save me in the name of Jesus. Amen.